Welcome to The Label Podcast, a show about disability, illness and difference. I'm Lucy. And I'm Alice. And that's Don't forget in this episode, I might swear, Lucy might cry, and you can check out details of the trigger warnings on our website. Hello everybody, welcome to The Labelled Podcast. It's another episode in our disability technology series, which I think has been going very well, don't you Lucy? I do, I'm very excited about it. This this season I think is our best yet. We've done many, many seasons. Well, I say many, many. Um, we've done three. I think this is our best yet. Yeah, I think this is um, this. If we've we've talked to some really interesting people, we kind of know what we're doing with it now, don't we? <laughs> this podcasting lot, we're quite good at it, if I do say so myself. Well, and the topic that I think you know that we picked this year, there are so many really interesting and intelligent and passionate people out mm. there. Um, yeah, this has been a really good series. If you're not signed up to our uh, mailing list you should get over to that because we've got loads of really cool bonus content to go along with this series as well. But um, yeah, it's been just as interesting as the regular content. And you'll be able to catch up on the uh, bonus content that you may have missed. So it's not too late to sign up. You click a link in the newsletter and lo and behold, there's all sorts of stuff there waiting for you, all sorts of secret goodies. So uh, make, <laughs> sure, make sure you sign up. This week... Uh, we are joined by Arivia, who Lucy actually found on on Twitter. Yes. It's not Twitter anymore. If we're talking about um, technology, it's some, it's some letter of the alphabet. I can't remember uh, which one it is this week. <laughs> I shall I shall continue to call it Twitter until the day I die. Yes. Um, we're old ladies. <laughs> um, Arivia, thank you very much for joining us. Would you like to just introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much. I I just have before we start. Uh, have to say I have dyslexia. And one of the things with dyslexia is that you start mimicking things you hear. Mm -hmm. So if I just suddenly turn over to like the course of this pro uh, podcast to start talking British, we all know why. why that is. <laughs> but hello, everyone. My name is Arevia or online. My name is Arevia and I'm a disabled and chronically ill content creator from Norway, which is where you hear my accent from. Yeah, it's exciting. It's so okay. exciting. We, uh, we haven't haven't had a, a can tick Norway off the list. No, now. I think yeah, we're big in Norway. I think we can say we're big in Norway now. <laughs> yes, I yeah, I will like send this out to all my friends. That's so it, now yeah. you will have like a spike in Norway. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Well, it's great. It's great to have you, uh, Arivia. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, so you said that you are a content creator. Um, I know that your particular interest is gaming. So yes. uh, if you'd like, I I yes. don't think either of us can call ourselves gamers, can we, Lucy? Well, no, I did get, um, when I was about 13, I got a Game Boy Color for my birthday. And I got a little bit obsessed with it. So much so that I got repetitive strain injury in my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> because, because I was like, I just like 
<laughs> anything up down up there uh, yes yeah, so i did get a bit obsessed with that uh but apart from that not really the biggest gamer you've ever seen in your life no i wish i was <laughs> i i was i was really into the pokemon games on the game Boy. oh yes had those the og pokemon games mm-hmm. um i i it's really strange like looking at the pokemon games now they are unrecognizable yeah. pokemon yeah, like... go what is what is going on with pokemon go i don't understand what you're trying to catch some invisible monster what are you doing i don't know what that is <laughs> i just i there is a on ongoing joke in my household that whenever um my cat has a tendency to just lie in the middle of the hallway and you, <laughs> you get to it and you go a snorlax has appeared in your park <laughs> as you should do may yeah. i add as you should do <laughs> But yeah, I do gaming content. So I make like content on YouTube and Twitch and TikTok and Reels or whatever you post short uh, form content at the moment where I talk about gaming and accessibility in gaming so that people like me and a lot of other people can game even though we have a disability. So, yeah. It's so great. I mean, when I when I started to hear about, you know, like companies like Xbox and PlayStation were going to start investing sort of time and energy into um, accessible controllers and things like that. I mean, I know it's a lot, uh, it's a, gaming accessibility is a whole bigger thing rather than just the controllers. I understand that. But I thought this is a great step forward because when I was growing up, like uh, even though like, I didn't really have problems with my hands or anything. Now I know, like I got repetitive strain injury with a Game Boy. <laughs> so all we need to know how difficult my hands are. Yes. <laughs> um, but I thought, what a great step forward, this, particularly for like the younger generation who are, you know, sort of your typical teenage gamers to get yes. involved with gaming and you know be involved with the you know being able to go to school and say to your friends oh do you fancy a you know a game of whatever it is tonight you know a friday night what, what a inclusive approach to sort of hobbies and um well, I, yeah i can promise you my life would be very different if world of warcraft had been more accessible when i was 16 <laughs> yeah i would i would not have left the house <laughs> i would have been 25 stone <laughs> all my friends would have been greased on your t-shirt because yeah. you had like <laughs> yeah yeah so, so yeah. you know swings and roundabouts yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah this, i um i travel around and i have like this speech about like i talk to companies and people in charge to see if we can get more money for accessibility in gaming in my country and one of the things i always say is that when you have kids especially kids right mm. you, at least in norway i don't know how it is but i presume it's sort of the same everywhere in europe which is like you either have sports kids yeah. like after school activity you have sports or you have like ban some yes. sort of music and those two are genius like those are really fun hobbies but they require you to go out of the house and when you're disabled going out of the house isn't always the thing you just can do on a whim no. uh, so like having the ability to game and connect with friends and be with friends even when you have like a really bad time or a bad mm. period or flare-up or whatever is golden i love that i think that is like amazing yeah. i think it is that that connecting with people i think this is i mean my my husband's 
a gamer and into games that I have no interest or concept about. Um, like first person shooters and it's just a, no interest at all. And um, there is, but there is definitely a connection element to it where, you know, he, there are some, sometimes he speaks to some of his friends more than I speak to any of my friends because, you know, I go to work and I do all of that stuff and I come home and then I go and read a book or whatever. He's online talking to his mates. Yeah. And then he doesn't go out at the weekend to see them because he's like, why do I, I don't want to go outside. No. Um, so, <laughs> it's raining. But, it's know. raining. As he lives in England, that's why. <laughs> yeah. But he, you know, he, it's, it is a social kind of thing. That, yeah. And I think that is certainly an element of it that a lot of people who don't game don't understand. Yeah. That social element. And I think, and, I think as well, sorry, Alice, I think as well, it's, um, it's a little bit like because you aren't physically with the person you're playing the game with necessarily, um, you don't have to go into like the minutiae details of your disability or what's mm -hmm. wrong. You, it's a level playing field, isn't it really? Because you're not having to explain, oh, I can't get into this room because I can't mm -hmm. walk or, you know, you, but your gaming setup at home is built for your needs. So whether you're visually impaired, whether you've got dexterity issues that kind of thing it you don't have to tell anybody about your gaming setup unless you want to so it levels the playing field out with that as well and they're, they're just getting to know you as a person rather than all the added baggage of your disability or your chronic illness and i think that is something that appeals to a lot of disabled people because it, they, they don't have to waste energy on explaining well i can't do this can do this you know i find this difficult is it they're just accepted for Oh, you know, this is Alice, they're playing a game, or this is Lucy, they're playing this game with me for the next few hours, and we're just going to have a bit of fun. I think there's something very freeing in that. And it's also really good with the fact that, so well, I have some disabilities, a lot of them, but like mm -hmm. my most prominent disabilities is cerebral palsy and arthritis. And the thing is just that some days are just bad. Yeah. Like, I don't feel good. I don't smell good <laughs> because exactly. I haven't been able to shower because, like, it takes too much energy or, like, the pain. I can't stand. Mm. So then, okay, but I can maybe game some. And then I just don't need to put on a face for no. people because yeah. I think that is the thing I do a lot when I go outside. I have this extra baggage of needing to not look like I'm in constant pain. Yes. And like, because I can't go around or you can, but most people will react badly if you go around with like this mimic of like being in pain. <laughs> Everybody yeah. would just like just, ask you, why well, do you look like you're wandering around, yes. scrunched up, screaming, yes. constantly. <laughs> looking quite miserable and fed up. Like, everybody's yeah. like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you have like bisting, b resting bitch face and now you have <laughs> resting pain face. Yes. It's just like, yeah, horrible. But like when I'm online, I can just like jump into a Discord call with some friends and just like hang out without mm. actually having the baggage of them seeing me yeah. when I don't feel comfortable with people seeing me. A lot of people don't care, but I'm one of those people who don't necessarily feel so comfortable with people just watching me when I'm on my lowest. I'm no. okay with them hearing me because then I can like sort of mimic being... <laughs> better than I am but like it's something about like and if they come into my house which is the most accessible for me I still feel like I have to tidy up and yeah. like 
give them a cup of tea or like be Make like a host. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. But if I'm a game, it's just like, well, bugger off, fix it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Go and make your own Bye. sandwich and a cup of tea. Like. Well, my problem. <laughs> so it's more than just a game. It's a community. It's a space for people to find friendship. It's a way of, yeah, being, having a hobby. But mm. to do that, we need to make it accessible, which is what I make my TikToks about, which is what I make my YouTube about. I talk about how we can make games accessible and how like, we can make sure that everybody can join and gaming is for everyone. That's really great. Um, I'm just sort of wondering, as you're talking about how, you know, you're trying to put a positive spin on it. Do you ever get any pushback from other gamers who aren't disabled, who just don't get it? They don't yeah. understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how, like, do you, how do you deal with that? I So I think I think a lot of able-bodied people or non-ill people mm-hmm. think that, one, they're never going to get ill. And two, yes. they think that if they get ill... They will just like go to the doctor, the doctor do some things and then you're fixed. Yeah. I'm not understanding that most likely everybody of us is going to have some sort of problems coming up. If that is like eyesight, a lot of people have like losses. That is like so normal, but we don't look at it as something. And those people have for some reason a really like pushback against what I do. They're just like, oh no, you're ruining games. You want to make every game the same. You want to us not having challenges anymore. Even though I tell them that, hey, that is not what I want. I want just the developers be able to show the game to more people. Mm. And every game is different. I um, You have games like Dark Souls, which is like games that is meant to be hard. They are meant yeah. to be challenging. And I'm just like, yeah, let's continue having them challenging and hard and you die all the time and stuff like that. But you should be able to play them even though you're colorblind. Yeah, it's the it's 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 not we're not saying like, you know, we're gonna make these games easy and change them completely. We're saying like that there should be a function in the game that means that people who need to use like you know, have adaptations, have it described to them or use a different controller can do that. Like yeah. but you, you you don't have to do that. It's, it's like yeah you know just just because it's there it doesn't mean that you don't you need have to put to it use, on yeah, yeah yeah we're not gonna make you have it audio described like no we, we believe it or to... not <laughs> yeah exactly the we audio had... description is not like the only thing that is built in and you can't take off or you know turn yeah. off yeah yeah we had we had my nephew over uh this was years ago now when he was about seven mm-hmm. and i have audio description on just a standard on my tv mm-hmm. and uh, he wanted to watch paw patrol and i put paw patrol on and it was being audio described and he was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> <laughs> what is this and i was like i was like i mean i have no interest in watching paw patrol so <laughs> let's let's turn the audio description off <laughs> because i don't need it and it's, it's 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 exactly the same it's like yeah you don't we're not gonna we're not going to force you to sit there and use an adapted um, controller if you don't need it. Like, no. chill the fuck out, Brian. <laughs> Jesus. It's all right, Brian. Stop getting upset. It's okay. <laughs> Go and get a cup of tea. <laughs> no, but yeah, I get a, I get like not maybe a lot, but I do get pushback. And that, mm. but that I think it's the normal being online kind of pushback. Yeah, if, yeah. If you put your face out there, or at least that's the saying in a way, you you will 
get pushback. People will just like hate to hate. Uh, I luckily am in the wonderful age of 31, aka the wonderful age of I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> like it's it's depending because like if I get criticism, like I got a uh, criticism, uh, it was just Disability Pride Month, like, yeah, right before summer or in the summer. And uh, I used the wrong flag. I used an old flag for Disability Pride Month, which had uh, was not used anymore because mm-hmm. it could give people a problem with like seizures or mm-hmm. because when you scroll really fast on a page, it was like in a zigzag yeah. uh, pattern. And that strobing. could like, yeah, strobing. Yeah. That could give a strobing effect. So I used that on a video and somebody criticized me, say, hey, we don't use that anymore. That is completely okay. That is how I learned. That is how I learned to be better in what I do. And I was just like, hey, I made a funny joke about like, hey, I I can make a mistake. And then I said, thank you to them. And then I told them, and then I told like the story of why we have changed it and used it as an educational moment. And like, was really like, hey, thank you. Because I am not a girl of accessibility. (laughs) I'm not a queen of accessibility. I don't know it all. We need to be able to. But then also I have like the really horrible people saying really horrible things we aren't, I'm not going to repeat. But I luckily have, uh, the way I like started to think about it is that I have a fiance and he is amazing. And I told him, like I came out to the living room one day, I cried and he was just like, what's up, honey? And I was just like, somebody told me to go kill myself. And I was like crying. And then he looked at me and he started laughing. And I was just like, how dare you laugh? Huh? <laughs> like in my Victoria era of being like offended. <laughs> and he was just like, because it's so, imagine being a person just saying somebody wanting to play a game. And that is your first thought. <laughs> he was just like, what kind of basement dweller are you for being able to say that? And then he turned my brain on to like, yeah, who, who, and who says things like this? Yeah. Like, what yeah. kind of people just start thinking about that makes me just now just laugh of them? It really is amazing, isn't it? How you can say something and you you get pushed back on something, and somebody's really vile, and you think, how have you got from <laughs> yeah. how have you got to point H from point A like so quickly? How have you yes. twisted it in your head? And just calm, just calm yourself down. Yeah, Brian, go have... a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apologies to anybody who called Brian. You may yes. be lovely, <laughs> but for, for this episode, you know, um, it just, but it's just, you think to yourself, how, what, just take, just take a second and just calm yourself. <laughs> it, it is, it is the, there is something about the internet that just by being, having a screen between you people think that they can say all sorts of really vile horrible horrible things and it is it is something that like on the on the flip side i would say I have made connections and friends with people online more (laughs) (laughs) more easily because there is that that sort of barrier almost takes a wall down a little bit and I find it easier to be more open emotionally and share difficult things with somebody on the internet than I might do face-to-face sitting with them in my living room um and it's the same sort of concept and I think it's really it 
the fact that for some people they just turn it into an opportunity to just be vile to people. And what I always think is that is probably some 14 year old dick who's if his mother <laughs> found out what he was saying oh yeah exactly the, yeah he'd if be you... in so much trouble they'd never dare say that they'd be grounded life. for two months with their pocket money taken away and TV no phones exactly. no yeah, yeah no tv no no game boy <laughs> and if they're like if they're some of them are like 40 50 60 it's just like well the train has passed you and you're <laughs> yeah. just angry it's yeah, okay very angry and bitter about life yeah it's okay yeah. yeah that is the same thing like i i remember the internet like when the internet came since we're talking about age being old i remember the time <laughs> when internet came and yeah. it started and we started being on forums and facebook came and tumblr and all that jazz and msn and all that stuff and people were like oh but the internet is so horrible it's so like it brings out the worst in people but for me, I grew up with like cerebral palsy is a small brain damage you can get when you are born or like the first year due to some trauma to your head. For me, it was like stuck uh, when I was, my mom gave birth to me. I got stuck. They couldn't get me out quick enough. And I got a small, mild form of cerebral palsy, really, really mild. And it was so mild that the doctors were just like, yeah, we just don't tell her because she looks and quote unquote acts normal. So we just don't tell her. So I grew up not understanding why can't I handle, uh, like, I got so many sensory overload. Why can't yeah. I handle after a long day of school walking home when all my classmates can? Why can't I run like everybody else? Why can't I do things? Why just, like, my brain sometimes just feels like it's been shooken when it's not. Why do I mm. shake all the time? So Stuff like this. But when you're a kid, you don't have the uh, possibility to ask these questions. These are questions grown-up me can understand I had. But that mm. time it was just, oh, my my life is weird. Why is it weird? So uh, finding the internet. So my, my parents ended up going against the doctor when I got older because they saw that, hey, she actually don't understand she needs information she longs for more understanding and she feels alienated so we need to tell her and that is good and all but i was from a little town i don't know anybody else i knew some one other person with zebra palsy that was quite heavily affected and our cases couldn't like it wasn't similarities because he was so affected that he needed a 24 7 care which is um, really, really good that he got that. He luckily got that. But I didn't understand. Like, it, it wasn't for me. I couldn't yeah, see the it, parallels. It was your only point of reference, wasn't yes. it? Really? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I just started thinking, well, then I'm just bad at being human. So I am lazy. I should, like, I really put myself down. I was just like, well, everybody else can do it. And I look like everybody else. Why can't I do it? Oh my god, that is yeah. exact. My I've got a visual impairment that means that my sight has been like deteriorates slowly, very slowly. Um, but for me, it was exact like when I was at school, like right up until the age of about sixteen, I could even read like regular print books and stuff, and it was exactly the same. It was like I look, I look like everybody else. Why, why am I not like everybody else? Like yeah. there is this real, and I think it comes from the outside, like socially. Yeah. Oh, 100%. That, that you don't look disabled, so you, you you must be like everybody else. That's that, And it 
really fucked with my brain. It really fucked so, my brain. So my self-confidence yeah. got yeah. like, yeah. And the, the thing was that when I met the internet then, I, for the first time in my life, met people who were like me. Or I saw, like, I saw, well, this was I, when I'm, also when I was older, I was 26, when I saw an article of somebody having mild cerebral palsy, and she was a dancer. Mm. And I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so she is a dancer, and so she, like, she can do something physical, but she still has problems, and both of those are okay to have. Yes. It's not just you either have to be deadly ill or perfect all the time. You can be both. Oh, my God. And, like, my my head just exploded, and having the possibility to meet other people like you especially when you have an illness that isn't or a disability that isn't so normal in your local society it's so, internet is so fantastic yeah because you can have a community for the first yeah. time well this podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the internet you know me and alice met over the internet we didn't meet for how long was it a year was it something like that yeah i think 18 months yeah we didn't meet for for a long time in person um until we were well as you know sort of well established almost um and but this podcast and alice's friendship it brings me so much joy and all right we don't get to see each other very often in person but we are we talk near enough every day i talk to alice more than i talk to anybody else, anybody yes. else. More, and i think alice will say the same we are we we are in constant contact all the time which i'm sure must do alice's head in it doesn't do mine in, but it, i'm sure because alice has to put up with me um <laughs> but, but um yeah it's something that brings me so much because we're not necessarily always talking about oh this hurts this hurts this hurts we no. are our friendship consists we are two disabled people but our friendship is not necessarily it doesn't revolve around our disabilities per se does it alice do you see what i'm trying and, to get and at? it's some of the the best feedback we've had from listeners is them feeling like they're they're listening to friends talking that they're for them <laughs> like that this that. this this podcast is um it's, it's a friendship not, group isn't it yeah it's not them listening to other disabled people talking about being disabled and it's like going to like a lecture series this no is, that is important as well yeah it, it it gives you know people who you know if you're not even necessarily kind of talking to other people on the internet you're listening to other people talking on the internet and there is a connection there that you can at least feel like you're yeah 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 it's, it's the like everyday thing of talking about everyday things and friendship yeah. and stuff but yeah. also being able to drop things like oh yeah my 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 shower share i didn't mm. i wasn't able to to unfold my shower share today and nobody bits an eye it's like mm. it's, no, it's yeah, the exactly. normalization of feeling like you're for once not the odd one out mm -hmm. and that is so important like and whenever i've been like of course, when I got older, my new doctor would just like, oh, hold my horses and everything else. You should learn about your disability. No wonder you can't deal with anything in life. You are stressed out of your mind because you don't understand how your brain works. Let me send you to a million trillion hospital stays and rehabilitation and stuff like that to actually learn to understand yourself. 
Mm-hmm. And being there and just like talk to people and just like saying like, oh yeah, like you talk about waking up in the morning and you just, you're supposed to talk about something with your breakfast, but you just say you drop something because I always drop something. And then nobody bases an eye. Everybody's just like, oh yeah, I did that yesterday. Or yeah, like, I can, yeah. I, I can yeah. remember you, Lucy, telling me about when the first time your boss, who also has cerebral palsy, which is what Lucy's got, um, that she, the first time you you said something to her about my um, startle reflex yeah yeah so and I, she's just like oh that's what this is <laughs> I, I jump i jump at loud noises and i yeah. for years felt so embarrassed i was like for goodness sake this is a like and it would be like somebody coming over the ring going like when i've been sitting quiet for a while and going hello all right I'm like, <laughs> like this, stop it like <laughs> And I think, why am I, why am I, why am I like this? And I happened to say to my, once I started my job, said to my boss, like, I jump at the slightest little thing and it's, I, I never know what it is. She went, it's a cerebral palsy thing. You're not, it's nothing, it's nothing yeah. to worry about. Yeah. It's just, it's just a cerebral palsy just how thing. it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, but it, you know, it's, I think having, not necessarily either having people with the same condition as you, having somebody who has also faces a relative amount of difficulty, yep. there is a level of, oh, a bit of like almost relief when you, you're talking to people and they go, like when I'm talking to Alice about something and Alice will go, yeah, no, and that, that's, yeah, that happens to me. And yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. And breathe, calm down. <laughs> yeah, it, just, like, it just feels good to be understood. Like I was in yeah. on holiday now in Spain and my sister was there and she said my sister has ADHD mm-hmm. and I don't have any of uh, those diagnostic, but something might be there. We are genetically. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. Are, yeah. And, and we do the thing where uh, she always need to either whistle on something or talk. She always need to stim in some kind of way. And she whistles mm-hmm. and talk uh, to stim. And, and the thing is that I respond to them. Uh, and yeah. it was not like my dad and my fiance were just like standing there. Like, <laughs> why are your sister saying hello in one room? And you say, hello in the other room and i don't <laughs> even hear it myself or my sister say i like i make these like noises with my mouth and it's just when i see other do it my brain just mimic mimic. mimic mimic it yeah yeah and i don't see i do it myself or i do it before i think about it like it's mm. just it just comes out mm. and my sister does it that well so we just stand there like <laughs> having this hello 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 from the <laughs> room and it just feels so good being with her because she understood well yeah. i when i do that like when i'm with somebody who is completely healthy they're just mm. like why are you like are you like mocking me or something yeah, why, exactly. why are yeah. you yeah why are you doing this and then yeah it just feels freeing being with people who don't you don't need to explain everything no exactly Arivi, you said that um when you were sort of younger they sort of said don't don't tell her about a cp was it when you found out the, about your cerebral palsy that you got in you sort of started taking an interest in well how can you know how can I adapt things that I enjoy you know when did you get into gaming and accessibility and what kind of things when we talk about gaming and accessibility do you cover in your sort of social media posts and your streaming and things like that because I, I think that most people would think oh it's just like changing the controller if you don't if you don't know 
Yeah, so about that being a child first then. So mm. I got to learn it when I was in what we call in Norway sixth grade. So around 13, 14 years old, okay. I got to learn about my zebra palsy. Mm-hmm. Because my mom took me on like a walk and she told me, and she was really apologetic for like keeping it away from her, but she just followed, like I don't have anything against them for doing that. They just listen to a doctor that should have known better yes. it's not their fault they should no. have uh, they got bad information from somebody who the 90s we all went through the 90s were weird we did a lot of weird thing in the 90s i a lot of people especially young people today is like really shocked that they could do something like that but well, in the 90s if you just yeah. they just like pretended like they were just like out of mind out of sight out of sight out of mind was a big thing yeah in the yeah, yeah absolutely it's oh yeah so... i think i think anything pre-2004 was just <laughs> yes it's just a fucking no man yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was like can you exist in this world and not bugger us then just exist <laughs> don't bugger us yeah was exactly like, that was just a norm so uh when i got told it to be honest i got really sad mm. uh but the only thing I started thinking about was the fact that I needed, like, I was uh, angry because in gym class, PT or whatever you call it, mm. um, uh, I got, like, dropped down because I couldn't run as fast. And my mom wanted to, like, take it up with the school and say, like, it's a reason why she can't run as fast. Like, you should just be happy she can run because yeah. a lot of people see repulsive can't run. No. So just be happy. <laughs> She's yeah. trying her best. Um, yeah. So... That was like where it started. But to be honest, no, because I, for many, many, many years, looked at myself as an able-bodied person because I look how I look. Mm. And I didn't start that mental change before I got older. And uh, actually after university or in the university, when I started to see that, no, it's unfair. Like I asked for accommodations on school because I couldn't get up early. I struggled really with the mornings when I started to get my arthritis was mm. when I started wanting to change. I couldn't get up in bed in early in the morning. I asked my uh, professors to record their class so that I can still have it. And they were just like, no, because if you start recording it, nobody wants to show up. And then I go out of university, have, have to use twice as long time as everybody else. But I got it and I did it. And then COVID came and then everybody got everything recorded and yeah, I was and so angry. <laughs> I think we all felt like that, didn't we? When COVID, when COVID appeared and then like oh, literally overnight, it was like, everything's on Teams now, stay at home. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't when come out of your house. Everybody got accessibility and I was just like, oh. <laughs> and, um, but the thing was that I have been able to so uh, it, it's hard. It's always hard to pinpoint. But I've been able to, quote unquote, live like I am not disabled yeah. a long time. Like I yeah, went yeah. to all of school and high school, no problem. University, I had to do half time and I got help from uh, the government. Norway mm-hmm. has a really good scheme with that. that government can help you get an education they helped me because then was when my body was so tired I yeah. hit 21 my butt like arthritis started to come show itself my body was so tired I like for a year I had to move home I have to live with my parents they had to help me with everything because my body just shut down my body was just like you have tried your whole life living in a tempo that you're not able to do mm-hmm. and then I did my university and then I started to be angry because i didn't get accommodation because i didn't look ill 
and they yeah. were just like you're just lazy and then i have had gaming all that time i gamed a lot of times with like i had my streaming i started streaming doing all of that and had just fun with gaming but i didn't talk about it because in my head i have been learned my whole life that you technically don't talk about it if you can do it then you just do it. Nobody technically learned me that there's something about having it comfortably also. Like, it's okay if yeah. you can only walk half the way, then take the bus the some parts of the, of the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like you, know, you don't need to, like, like, yeah, I don't know what we could call it, but like... It, it, it reminds me of, I'm a, I use a guide dog, but I didn't get a guide dog till I was 23. And before that, I never used a white stick because I just really hated using one and so I would just I just kind of managed and yeah. walked really slowly and was like yeah I can meet you guys in the pub what time I'll set off two hours before yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah basically yeah and like you know I'd take a long way round because it was a route I was more familiar with or mm. you know like yeah. it was just and, and I now look back on it and I'm like why did I do that? Yes, <laughs> effort I had to put in to do that just yes. because, yeah. And it I, is, and and like it's also internalized ableism. Like oh, yeah. I went through all of my child school, like school up until high school and high school, not getting any accommodation, uh, unless for my dyslexia I was the only accommodation I got because I was just like, yeah, but I'm not lazy. I don't need that accommodation. I'm better like that yeah, was yeah, yeah. totally 100 yeah. percent. and because everybody around you and this if you are disabled you know this everybody around you when you start using any accommodation or um like aid or like a wheelchair or cane or whatever it is mm -hmm. people are like acting like you have given up instead of understanding that this is a way for you to just like be able to do more they just yeah. act like, oh yeah, she she is she now she's come so far, she's given up. No, she come so far, she started to respect herself and understand her time is valuable, yeah. like the rest of people. And that it was this change that happened around like me starting gaming. And then I needed to do some change. I started not being able to do quick things with my hands anymore. Things started to go downwards. And I slowly started talking about it on stream. And then my chat was just like, oh my God, I've never heard anybody else talk about it. And like people I have been friends with for years started telling me like, oh yeah, my hands hurt. And seeing you play games on a lower difficulty on stream just made me actually thinking like, hey, I can also do that. Wow, that's amazing. Arena. Yeah. That's so, so it's so like, cool. Yeah. So it was like, it wasn't a like change or me like being no. one of the cool people who has been like on top of everything and be like champion for disabled people for years it was a gradual thing i did with my community and then i saw that I'll, every time i talked about accessibility i got like a wall of posts of people mm. going like i feel seen yeah how did and that then make I, you feel? How, I how said, well, that that get you you saying that, that gives me, me goosebumps me. yeah yeah, yeah. That is the thing that the, the thing that with my community said that I felt seen made me question a lot of things in my childhood mm -hmm. and understanding that all my difficulty with my self-esteem and stuff was because I have never felt seen. Mm -hmm. And my parents are the best. They tried their best, but they hadn't the resources to handle it. No. And the thing well, is... And, and we, you know, 
when we were younger, even, certainly even still, we don't see disabled people in on TV and no. in mainstream oh. media. So and if, if we do see why them, would... it's within a certain realm, isn't it? There's a certain specific, like, that's their lane. They've got to stay in it, you know, it's the... Yeah. You know. yeah. um, and, and so why would our parents and why would we think that disability could be anything other than, oh, that person has to stay in bed all day or, oh, yeah. you know, isn't it sad this person's gotten poorly? Yes. And it's like, and also uh, they are from a generation where your value as a person is yeah. equal how much you can give to society exactly yeah. and of course then then they they just want because i don't think parents do some parents are just mean and horrible and all that of course but now i'm talking none of them but like in no. general parents just want their best for their children and if they think society want you to work or act a certain way they want to try yeah. and force you in that because they just want to give you the best tools to be able to to handle society in the way they know society they they my parents aren't an oracle they cannot watch the future they don't know what will happen <laughs> so they just like handle it in the best way but me getting older then i started therapy because i got ptsd after a lot of hospitalization gaslighting and doctors uh, sadly doing some abusing um i ended up getting ptsd um so i started to have to go to a psychologist and uh that was a breaking point because he started like because i it was hard for me to work with my ptsd it's hard to work with that when it is for being in a hospital because like if you have ptsd for other things it's just like well that is not going to happen uh, no. hospitals is going to happen with me for the rest of my life yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah, hard yeah. and it's not like, like you can just avoid it no and it's not like you i can demand doctors to be understanding if they aren't understanding like if they want to be a douchebag they are going to be a douchebag whatever i say and do so it's a hard thing to work with so my psychologist was smart and just like hey but do you want to work with your low self-esteem do you want to work with the fact that you feel like it's okay to push yourself down because you don't feel like a human. And I was just like, how dare you say I don't feel like a human? And he was just like, but do you? And I was just like, yes, Ooh. I think maybe. <laughs> you, you might have a point, but I want you to shut up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and then we started like talking about that and working with that. And then he started like asking me the really hard questions. Like he was just like, are you maybe a bit addicted to feeling bad? Because that mm. is at least something you know and something you feel comfortably when the rest of the world feels so alienated to you. Yeah, yeah. And that was a hard thing to hear because yeah. he was just like, yeah, if all of the world feels like you're never being able to get a grip on the world, at least your sorrowness and your horribleness and the, the horrible thing, you can grip onto that and feel a bit of comfort because at least that is something you know when everything else is, yeah, you feel like an alien. In your own world and he was just like yeah maybe have you heard about accessibility and then he started to like hey maybe try and see if you can shower more if you get a share have you thought about getting a cane so you can go out and go to the parties with your friends and like use a cane so that you can actually walk more have mm -hmm. you tried all of these things and he so slowly got them into me and then one day it clicked and i was just like oh my god <laughs> Yeah, it is, and it is incredible how having the the access thing you need 
can just be the the point that turns everything for me like my mental health was really really bad before I got my first guide dog and uh my therapist has been like I want you to start journaling I want you to start keeping a food diary I want you to start reflecting on your emotions when just before meals after meals um you know reflecting throughout the day and stuff like that and I was like can't do it can't do it can't do it hate you how could you do this to me horrible woman and then I got my dog and I was like I have to walk this dog all the time so I took her to a coffee shop and I wrote in my journal yeah and boom (laughs) basically yeah believe it they have like 12 years of education believe it or not they know what they're talking about (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but it and it is also the hard thing about it is also the fact that it's easy to say, see it now. Mm. Like it's easy for me now with the accommodation. Like I own my own apartment. Like we did things like IKEA. We have IKEA ch- kitchen, and yeah. like the countertop is my height. Yeah. So yeah. I like have the perfect for my shoulders and everything. Everything that is heavy is like on top of things. So I can like lift it out on top of my arms. Instead mm-hmm. of having to use my hands, I can use like my arm strength. Yeah. Everything is accessible for me. And now I'm just like, oh my God, why didn't I do this before? So, so I suppose that that translates into into gaming then, does it? And, and yes, how the gate, you know, the online world yes be accessible to you so So i use it today in like uh when i stream i we look at any every game every game we open up we talk about the accessibility and that is like think about texting yeah a lot of us like that volume control because some of us can't handle when you hear walking because it's overstimulating so Mm -hmm. you need to slide down the walking like the effects but you still want to hear people talk or yeah. if you have, if you're um, having any hearing problems, that can be a smart thing because then you can hear it better what they're saying. Or you don't have any, you're deaf. And so you can't hear where things come from with something shooting or an explosion. So you need that being said on the screen. So every time I open up a game, I do that. We, we just look at what is accessible for everyone. And then mm. I take it onto TikTok and uh, Instagram and I start talking about it. I start showing off my controller. I have like a controller which I play with my feet because my arms now at arthritis for so many years and cerebral palsy, we, when we get older with cerebral palsy, things are slowing down and mm. I can absolutely feel that. So I can't do quick movement in the same way with my hands, but my feet still have that possibility. So I play with a controller in my hands and a controller on my feet. And it's a controller with like really big pads. Mm-hmm. So I can just like drum with my feet. So I use my feet to play. And then I talk about it on TikTok. I normalize it. And I also make fun of people who tell like you, oh, you're only a true gamer if you do hardcore mode. <laughs> and I make fun of them. So that people who use easy mode or normal mode for once feel like they can laugh and be yeah. the one up on top. And the one. one that feels normal, if, quote unquote normal, you know, yeah. being, you know, doesn't re- does it really matter what level of difficulty your game is set on so long as you enjoy it and, yes. you know, you're having fun. It doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, no. and I think that's that's the biggest thing about uh kind of the work that you do with content creation and and a little bit i think what we're trying to do with with this is just normalizing what 
life with a disability and still doing all the shit you enjoy and still yes. having you know a husband and a job and all of the, the stuff that people sort of think well a disabled person can't you know can't date a disabled person can't hold down a job can't go to gigs or whatever like it's it's having that and normalizing, normalizing it so that it. yes other people out there in the world it is that exactly that being seen is seeing you and yeah. going oh there are people like that that person's like me this is what i say about whether you feel whether you feel happy about it or not every time a disabled person whether visit whether visibly disabled or invisibly disabled goes out of the house and it goes about their normal life no matter what it is they're doing to a certain extent you are you are showing other people who may be like you that actually it's we can you can do it you know this isn't you know just because you just got a disability doesn't mean it's the end of your life it's just yes. a different one isn't it really and I think also a lot of able-bodied people, um, and I am now putting people who have a disability, but they don't want to think they have a disability into the able-bodied category as well. Mm -hmm. Realizing doing things just for comfort, because if somebody had told me when I was young that it's okay to sit and shower, I would yeah. have done that earlier and maybe <laughs> haven't, not having, like, I literally had shower days before. like. Uh, evenings i had to set off to just yeah. shower like so, I couldn't... so really the term i can't come out tonight and washing my hair was that it was, was an actual thing, thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was an actual thing and like but if somebody had just normalized like because in my head when i grew up the only one who did that was old people yeah um... and like and like really like old people not, not to be age uh, being wrong ages. through the ages yes but it was like this view of like somebody who has just given up life mm -hmm. but today i know that is not true no. so why if you play a game and you just are angry that day you're just annoyed why just don't put it on easy mode and have a good time yes. if you're just tired because your kids have been screaming all day turn down the volume put on like text if you have kids in the room and like or they're sleeping uh, in the other side why not just turn like and you can't have sound on good use text most of us when we get older need bigger text is completely normal like just normalizing growing old being human and being situational in situations where you just need help or accessibility or just comfort yeah exactly i i i really do think that your approach to um i mean because i've seen you on twitter and stuff. i mean i'm not like i say i'm not a gamer but i've seen you on twitter and things like that posting about uh, like reviews and things like this and and i think the way you go about it is so refreshing i think to make people there's no like there's none of this like oh well i'm doing it why aren't you it's kind of it's kind of like if you can have you you know would you like to try this rather yeah. than you know because i think there are there is a small minority of disabled people that are influencers content creators that kind of can give disabled people if you are not able to do what they are they are able to do it kind of makes you feel a bit 
can make you feel a bit bad about yourself because you think, well, yeah. if they're doing it, why can't I? You yeah. know, whereas your approach, I think is quite refreshing because it's like, you know, if you struggle with this, have you tried this? You don't, you don't kind of push it on people. You just, you're just highlighting what is there for them. Yes. That maybe they don't know is, is there. I think one of the really important things is that you're also reflecting things that aren't necessarily your access needs, no. but that are out there yes. to yeah. demonstrate in- inclusive gaming for everybody, not just inclusive gaming for people who have the needs that you do. Yeah, I, I, I normally say that I think disability gives you like those things that the horses have in their head. Yes. You not see other horses. <laughs> Blinders <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, because um, you view the world through your view of disability. Mm-hmm. But one of the really things I learned really early on is that I just know my world, but yeah. my world is none other's reality. Reality isn't actually a concept, like it's, it's a subjective concept. Yes. There is no objective reality. Everybody no. experiencing different, just like say me and my fiance, who he is colorblind. You have no idea how long it took us to figure out which colors we we're going to have on the wall in the apartment <laughs> because we don't see things the same. So like yeah. he was just like, we can't have this color in the wall. It doesn't match the bed. And I was just like, yes, it does. And he was just like, no, <laughs> we can't have this color on the wall. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, in my world, these two aren't the same. And who am I to say to him? That is his world, like literally his world, how he sees the world. So we had to find a compromise in the middle of like, oh, maybe the world can be, maybe two things can be true at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I have had to learn that the hard way. So I just try and give what I wish Arevia 12 years old had. Mm -hmm. And also I give people the freedom to actually go through because I know I have internal ableism and I think everybody have it a bit still because it's hard to live in an able-bodied world and not like get affected by it Mm. when society has this weird views of disability and chronic illness. But I think I want to give others also the uh, possibility to start a journey I had to go through and it took years so just like expecting people just like hey you have a disability now you need to stand on the wall and fight for us that is not that that will never happen no and then they can feel alienated and then they're like they don't feel like they connect to the disabled world because they feel alienated because they're not ill enough or they're not uh fighting enough and stuff like that and then they feel alienated for the able-bodied world like nah we yeah, need something think, in between. I think it's a bit like Disability Pride Month. I think it can be very complicated for some people. For some yeah. people, they, they're really, really proud about being disabled and they want to shout it from the rooftops. Other people who are maybe newly diagnosed or perhaps don't have the same relationship as as I do with my disability, it can be very... Like, they, they, can't, they can't correlate the feeling of pride and disability within the same sentence to that to them they think that they're just two opposite ends of the spectrum and they don't go together and that is that is also that is that is also uh, i'm not ever going to tell anybody that's wrong to think that because who are like like you say who am i to say well you should be proud of your disability because there are days that even when i'm proud of my disability i hate it yeah Um, you know and that that's perfectly fine too it's it's yeah it's a very complex issue but i i really do like the way that you sort of 
create your content to make everybody feel welcome, whether they're disabled or not. And I think it's great what you're doing. Yeah, I think it's important. Like my first and foremost thought is always the disabled people, but I'm not going to alienate people because most of us are going to end up being disabled. There is the yeah. saying that says you're either going to die young or find yourself disabled. Mm. It's like I either that or. All the time. Yes, <laughs> it's I like so like it's known. Like I don't need to alienate them. And to be honest, a lot of my friends, like my able-bodied friends now, it's just like, oh, I didn't need it, but I do it for comfort. Like, I didn't need to do contrast, but I just do it now because, like, yeah, it's they just... And you're yeah. like, oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, really? You just don't say. <laughs> it is. I, I love how many people look at my phone and are like, oh, my God, that's so much easier to see. And I'm like, yeah, fucking dark mode, mate. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in dark like, mode. Oh, dude. <laughs> so I can quite... see everything. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Not having to strain my eyes. <laughs> What is this magic? <laughs> yeah. Arivia, what would you say, uh, like in that last sort of last bit of time we've got together, what would you say are some of the best examples of accessibility in gaming and maybe possibly some of the worst you've ever seen? Oh, getting the tea, getting the tea. <laughs> so I think we can, when we come to best, we have like two categories. You have mm. options, so things you can put on. And we have God of War there. God of War Ragnarok is the latest God of War game came out and it had over 60 options. Wow. It had everything you can, like <laughs> if you have, say you have uh, some sort of, you're blind maybe, mm -hmm. uh, or you uh, for some reason struggle to see the screen, you could put on something called high contrast mode. Everything in the background grayed out. Wow. And your character got one color that you could choose. The enemy has got one color that you can choose and everything you can interact with, depending on how you can interact with it, got a color. So that you could just play it without the distractions that for if you are blind can be really hard. Mm -hmm. And uh, so those are like, oh, that is like options. <laughs> mwah, mwah, give it to me. Like, let me run over and like run over an item and pick it up automatically. Like since I have arthritis, I <laughs> I am the like anti-gaming gamer because I don't want to move my hands when gaming because that hurts. Yeah. So everything I can put on that makes me less have to push a button, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. So like you can auto pick up things. And I was just like, oh, thank, give it to me. Come on game. So everything like that. But then you have also design. I think the sign is really nice. So you have Just Dance had like some songs where the dancers were sitting. You were supposed to only do the dance with your upper body. Just Dance, if somebody did not know, it's a, a game you dance. You dance and they, yeah. you have a camera on you and they see if you do the correct things and then you get points. Yeah. And they have some sitting dance made for people who are in a wheelchair so that they can still join. Mm -hmm. And that is a brilliant design. Yeah. It was made for everybody. It wasn't told to be accessibility. It was just like, this is part of it. But also as well, it helps Granny at Christmas when she's like had too many sherries and she can't stand yeah. up. Just sit there, Granny, have a dance about, you know, use from, <laughs> every every move from the elbows. It's like brilliant. Yeah. Inclusive. Yeah. And so that I think is really, really, really cool. I think so, yeah. things like that is like, let's go. And then you have games. And I don't think I want to name things. Like no, maybe I fine. want to work with them in the future. <laughs> and maybe I shouldn't like name and shape now. But you have like, you have games who try to like remake the wheel. And it's just like, come on. Like they, instead of calling things subtitles, they call it something different. Just to try and be fancy yeah, and tough. Yeah, yeah. 
And yeah. it's just like, oh yeah, thanks. Yeah, because was... if you don't know what that term means, <laughs> you're gonna go yeah. where the where the hell are the subtitles? And yes, you, you know. And it's sort of called like a flashy communication tool, and you're just like, yeah. no, <laughs> yeah. no, subtitles will do. Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. And also, I I get a bit like ugh, with companies who just like. I think it's like, yeah, but only two of our gamers are going to like play this game and are disabled. So I don't need it. Yeah. And it's just like, we're 15 to 25 of your, your game. Yeah. Of your gamers are, so have some kind of disability. Come on. Like it's, and it's not the, you don't need to add the wheel again. You can add the most basics. The bar is a literal hell. I agree. Like I, I can, if somebody adds like, text size in games yeah like i a million people on twitter or x or whatever letter we want to use for it to this week goes like yay we have text size like the bar is literal hell so oh, low it's yeah so low like you can get some golden points for doing the bare minimum somebody can like have like an afternoon and add something and then people go like yay like come on so, and everybody's uh, thinking, right, quick, write a press release. We've, yes. we've, made, we've changed the text size, write a press release. They're dead happy about it. Like, that's the thing, though. They don't even press release it. So no. nobody knows about it. They're just like, oh, but nobody wants to know about this. So they don't even talk no. about it. Yeah, it's, they, well, it. They've told the two disabled people they know who play the game. It's yeah. like, no one else is. Fine. fine. They've had a personalized email. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah that could be a bit like uh hard to deal with like having to convince people of the same thing all and over and people like but it's too expensive then you show them numbers then you show them researches on how to add it and how to add it without uh, extra cost then yeah. you show them resources of you don't lose money and the big on all you gain money and then you show them resources on how to uh, get grants and other stuff for people mm. who send you money so you have more money to use it and they still go like nah. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> nah. and then i'm just like oh god i really really hope you like get bad eyesight there are you. there are people with in our job we talk to companies in my job um we talk to companies about venues access and things like that and they, they either go one of two ways you go into a meeting and they they get it straight away and understand what you've got to like what what the benefits are and the the power of the, we call it the purple pound over here in the uk and they understand it all and all that kind of thing and yes this is a great idea and then the other meetings you go into and they're like yeah it's going to cost money and how many people are going to use this and they are just yeah. so blinkered to it's the, the possibility the, we've only got stairs up to our building and you're like well have you thought about putting a ramp in so that wheelchair users can get in and they're like but wheelchair users don't come here no, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, because you've only got stairs up to your building it's, like... a, it's the same kind of accessibility <laughs> isn't it you know yeah. they're not they're not seeing well, they don't come here so we don't need it well have you thought about if maybe if you did like make these changes yeah. disabled people would come and they would keep coming back as well because they're very loyal disabled people are very loyal when it comes to if they know a space is accessible find, to them exactly. yeah we find somewhere we can go and we're like well i'll fucking come in here all the time <laughs> yeah. yeah i had somebody on my tiktok once who was like they had been like they told me they've been abundant against accessibility it was like no go accessibility is no one wants it like they hated accessibility for some reason 
And then they were in an accident. Uh, and they arm don't work like it used to. And then they just send me a message which is like, okay, maybe you had a point. <laughs> maybe you had a point. And it's just like, it, it's, it's sad that it needs to go that far, that people yeah, actually yeah. need to experience it themselves. But it, yeah. the thing is just that maybe just like... Most of us are going to experience things going bad. Like that is life, sadly, in both good and bad. Like life just happens and it mm. happens in hard ways. Just why don't just like make things so you can make it like play it and do like I want to play when I'm in like the old folks home. Like I want to have a nurse come in and go like, nurse, put out my PlayStation. Ah! <laughs> like I want to scream at still 14 years old when I'm like 80, of 90. Of course, of course. And that's the thing you like, everybody I think should be able to hold on to joy for as yes. long as they possibly can. And I yes. think, you know, just make life easy for yourself. Just, yeah. you know. And like, it's just a game. Yeah. have fun everybody should just like have fun and let's like make gaming for everyone i will say though having said all of that that again if warcraft have been accessible this podcast would never exist, <laughs> no. so. alice who <laughs> i would i would be ho- i would be hosting a podcast with somebody called janet because i wouldn't know alice <laughs> or we would have like alice who is now just like world of world champion yeah yeah uh, and like is leading just world of queen of wow yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like, leading the world of accessibility and like you are the face of accessibility in 2023 yeah, yeah. but in some alternate universe yeah uh, alice is like champion of esports yes <laughs> fabulous arivia it's been so so lovely to talk to you i've i've really enjoyed this episode coming from a non-gamer i've really enjoyed this episode so thank you so much for joining us thank um, you so much for having where you. can people find you online if they want to join in your your club you can find me under the name arevia and if somebody else can spell it for me because again dyslexia (laughs) and do you know what spelling in another language than your own is really really hard (laughs) yeah i I can imagine you've you've talked to us for over an hour in a second language like i Uh, i couldn't i'm really impressed yeah i was gonna say my uh my my dad has lived in France for the last few years, and the best I can do is where is the library? <laughs> <laughs> but I think Arabia will be spelled. Oh, oh. I, I can do it. I've googled it. Just I wanted to double check the spelling, but it is A R E V Y A. Thank you, because thank you because E and I in Norwegian is the opposite of in our language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and my brain just goes no. Of course. Uh, <laughs> so will... your website is uh, Arabia TV. Yeah. And you, you find her. Google Google Arevia or like wherever you find your social media, I am there pestering okay. the world about accessibility under the name Arevia. We will make sure that all of that is linked in the show notes for this episode so you can go and find Arevia wherever you are on social media. Um thank you so much for joining us, Arevia. Thank you so much for having me. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please share it with your friends. Um, That's a really good way to help us find new listeners. Um, And you can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, which is also really helpful. I don't think there's anything else other than to say we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Label Podcast. If you like the show, you can rate, review and subscribe and you can 
Follow us on social media at Labelled Pod. This episode was edited by Adam Hall. Our music was by Maisie Crunden. And we'd like to thank the rest of the team involved.